Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the fourth and final Giants Double Play and A's Plus podcast from the winter meetings in Las Vegas, Nevada, which have wrapped up. I'm Henry Schulman, the Giants beat reporter for the Chronicle. As always, I'm here with Susan Slusser, the A's beat writer for the Chronicle, and we have some last day news for you, which we will get to right after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back with you from the winter meetings, which are actually over at the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay Hotel. People are packing up, ready to go to the airport. That includes my colleague Susan Slusser. I'm Henry Schulman. We're the Giants and A's beat reporters for the Chronicle. And you had a pretty significant story here on the last day. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, I, I think everyone's familiar with Bruce Maxwell. He was in the A's catching plans. In fact, last year they planned for him to be their everyday catcher. He wound up being kind of a controversial figure. Still to date, the only major league player who knelt for the national anthem that was in September of 2017. Uh, he was very clear at the time. He grew up in a military family, great respect for the flag, military, but he was protesting racial, racial injustice with police-related shootings and in solidarity with NFL players. I think everyone remembers that, and then his subsequent arrest on a gun charge, assault charge in Scottsdale, which got pled down to disorderly conduct. The A's stuck with him through all of that. He came into last spring out of shape, underperformed. They signed Jonathan Lucroy. And now he's having a hard time finding work. The A's let him go this after this season. Uh, he fired his agent today, Bay Area-based Matt Sosnick, because he wasn't getting jobs. But I, I asked a bunch of major league executives during the Rule 5 draft this morning and some scouts, their thoughts on him, and they said he might not wind up getting a job, and it's not the arrest. It's not even the underperformance. It's the kneeling. They said owners don't want to touch that, Um, which, I I mean... That's that's, incredible. We're seeing that in other sports, obviously. Guys who kneel are sometimes... Famously, Colin Kaepernick not finding jobs, and Colin Kaepernick's obviously a lot more um, star-studded kind of player than than Bruce Maxwell, who uh, has minimal big league playing time and and is twenty almost twenty eight years old and has not uh, thrived at the position the way people thought. Wow, that's that's amazing. I, you know, in baseball, we know that a, a lot of people um, in baseball. Well, they didn't kneel. I mean, it, it's, it's one of the things. It's kind of a bigger deal. For one thing, it's a different demographic Very uh, in, in baseball. Different and, backgrounds. Right. And, and also, I mean, I, I think that uh, there was just less of a desire to create uh, friction within within the clubhouses. Right. Um, Team dynamics are so right. different. So it didn't so it didn't really happen. Um, but I I'm surprised to actually hear that that could be an issue uh, right now in, in baseball. There are a lot of baseball teams in 
um, some progressive cities, but I guess there are football teams in progressive right. cities too. I think it's more just kind of the overall baggage, like even whether owners lean conservative or liberal. I don't even know if that's like, it's just sort of a, well, here's a guy who's maybe not really a prospect anymore at 28. Why would we take on a potential headache and have to deal with questions? You know, if it's a if it's a gray area on whether he can help you or not. Um, right. His best bet, one scout told me, is to try to go to independent ball, rebuild his career, have a great you know um, career you know year maybe in independent ball and work his way back that way, and or maybe hope to to play in Korea or Japan or or someplace like that. Yeah. Well, uh, he has that opportunity. Colin Kaepernick pretty much does not now. Uh, the last day of the winter meetings here, the, the Rule 5 draft is, uh, you know, it's something that gets a lot of attention. Not a lot of players from the Rule 5 draft end up making an impact. Uh, you actually had the bigger story today in the Rule 5 draft, but I'll just uh, say what happened with the Giants today. R- rather interesting, actually. They selected two players in this draft, which is really a- unprecedented for them. Um, but it's really a sign that Farhan Zaidi, the new president of baseball operations, uh, felt that uh, he purged his forty. He purged the forty-man roster and felt that uh, some of the prospects from other teams would be better than the own, the prospects he already had. And so um, there were only fourteen players taken in the major league portion of the Rule Five draft. The Giants took two of them. Their first pick is a left-handed reliever named Travis Bergen, whom they uh, selected from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and and Bergen is a, is an interesting guy. He's a he's a left-hander. Doesn't throw blazing hard. But he had one of the best uh, strikeout per nine innings rates in the uh, in the minor leagues last year. He had a .95 ERA as a reliever on two minor league teams for the Blue Jays. And a guy coming off Tommy John surgery, and the Giants believe he could win a job uh, on the 25-man roster, which is a requirement of keeping Rule 40 guys. And then with the last pick taken in the entire Rule 5 draft major league portion today, they picked up a center fielder. Uh, from the Astros named Andrew Ferguson. This is a guy who's a high OBP guy, and that's what Zadie has been filling the minor league rosters and and even the 40-man rosters. That's what he's looking for, guys who um, don't swing at a lot of pitches and, and, and find a way to get on base, which is something the Giants have not done well over the years. So Ferguson and um, Bergen will be in big league camp. Uh, looking for 25-man roster spots. There's going to be a lot of new faces in that camp, both major and minor leaguers. Um, And there's going to be one face missing in the A's organization, and it's kind of a big name. Yeah, the A's knew they were taking a risk in leaving a former first-round pick unprotected. Richie Martin, the the shortstop out of Florida, the A's took him with the 20th pick in 2015. He didn't progress as quickly as the A's had hoped through the organization. He had some injuries early on in his minor league career, uh, was always a good fielder, didn't hit very much. Last year at Midland, he hit 300. He stole 25 bases, and there was a lot of feeling around the organization and around baseball, really, that maybe he had turned a corner. So there was surprise. A first-round pick almost never gets goes unprotected. And he looked like maybe he had taken that next step. The A's have such a roster crunch, though. They have so many needs on the big league level. They only have three open roster spots right now. They need numerous pitchers. They need a catcher. They need a second baseman. You have to, leave, you have to protect some guys and leave some guys unprotected. They knew they were going to lose them. That tells you either they feel like um, an everyday kind of position player is sometimes harder to keep on a roster all year, and maybe they'll get a, get him offered back. That's always an option. A team has to keep him all year or offer him back for $50,000. Um, or they've just 
feel like they've got better options in the middle infield spots in the minor leagues, and I suspect that it's more the latter. David Force said he thinks the Orioles will probably hang on to Richie Martin all year. They won 47 games last year. They have a lot of needs. Uh, I talked to some scouts who said they were arguing strongly for their teams to take Martin if the Orioles hadn't, so there was massive interest in him. I think he's a good player. This is one, I don't know if it'll come back to majorly bite the A's in the rear, um, but, you know, it could. This is a kid who is going to contribute at the major league level. He has not played beyond double A, and the bat has always been the question. Will he hit? I don't know. And um, we should uh, reiterate that he was actually the first pick in the, uh, in the Rule 5 draft. Uh, one thing, the Giants uh, did lose a few players uh, in, the, in the draft. Uh, one of note, and this was in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft, one name of note is Ian Gardeck. He's a former fairly high draft pick. He's a pitcher who threw in triple digits, um, and then he underwent Tommy John surgery. So he kind of went from a, a pretty good prospect, and uh, he, he is gone now. And speaking of gone, all the executives are gone, and really uh, the Giants and A's are really on the same boat. No, neither team made any significant Uh, moves at the meetings uh, to fill uh, big league uh, spots and and both teams have a lot of them but as you and I know a lot of the groundwork for those moves is is laying here at uh, at these meetings. Um, Do you you expect maybe something to get done? Um, Zadie said that uh, some of the stuff that he has talked about he thinks could get done uh, now that some of the log jam in baseball has been opened up. uh, He expects maybe a, a move or two before the Christmas holiday. Do you think that could be true with the A's? Uh, You know what? It's hard to say. The A's are in a situation where they're clearly not willing to spend a lot on starting pitching, which is their biggest need. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the week, um, one exec told me he thinks they're going to be bottom feeders. They're they're not even making calls, as we talked about the other day, on kind of the medium-range guys that we thought they might be connected to, the sort of Derek Hollins and Gio Gonzalez's of the world, much as I would love to see a reunion between the A's and Gio Gonzalez. Um, they're going to be looking to see who's still out there and who's a bargain. So for the A's, their pitching uh, search might go into January maybe even February, and they start early because of the Japan trip. So, wow, yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they have going for them by uh, the when the time exhibition game starts. So um, I think the catching thing and maybe second base could be cleared up before the end of this month. Um, you know, they're still talking to Jonathan Lucroy. They, are, they have a cast a wide net for second baseman. I think those markets are probably becoming more clear. Uh, the, the pitching thing, I think, less so. And the Giants do, uh, well, Derek Holland does have interest in coming back to the Giants. Uh, They clearly have not made him a high priority or he would have been signed by now. Uh, The Giants uh, did look at some of the pitchers uh, who are off the board now. Uh, Lance Lynn, for instance, uh, who signed, I believe, as a three-year deal with the Rangers. Uh, Wade Miley, who, um, uh, he's still out there. Um, And uh, Tanner Rorick, who went from the Washington Nationals uh, to the Reds in a deal. Uh, so, But it, it just showed that uh, Zadie is not willing to overpay for prospects or for, for players. He's going to be patient. He's going to wait out the market. And um, that, that could be a good thing. It's not what Giants fans want to hear because they're trying to figure out what this team is going to look like in 2019. But it's the way he did business in L.A. and it's the way he is doing business here. And with that, um, I think we have a wrap for the winter meetings. Yay. And it was a pleasure doing these four joint double play 
Giants Double Play and A's Plus podcast. I know a lot of people downloaded them. Um, we're getting numbers that showed that people were interested in these. And so perhaps during the season we can do a few of these, maybe one before the Giants play the A's again. It would be delightful. I, I love it when the Giants people and the A's people can agree on something. And it seems like there there has been a, a lot of uh, sort of crossover on the on the download. So yeah, uh, exactly. we love it. Hey, whatever works for us, right? And I always enjoy talking to you, Henry. Oh, man. And this is... <laughs> Same, same is true with, with you. Delightful. All right. Look, at, look, for, look for more of these soon. All right. Have a great flight. Awesome. Thank you. I'm out the door right now with all my luggage. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Giants Double Play is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter, at Hank Schulman. You can support Giants Double Play and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Subscribe.